Hey everybody, welcome to the B-Roll Podcast, a podcast where we watch and review straight-to-stream movies, television of a science fiction or science fiction-adjacent genre. I'm your host, Anthony, and this is our other host, Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, Anthony. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, man. How about you? You know, it's all right. I, I, enjoying... I didn't really care. Yeah, I know you didn't. <laughs> no, what were you enjoying? I was enjoying the silence. Anyways. Oh, no, nice. I was enjoying the great indoors, man. It's crazy <laughs> out there. Yeah, this uh, we had a nice like two days where it wasn't blisteringly hot and then um just almost you know. blisteringly hot yeah just, it was just, just like 98 bare. instead of 108 yeah okay yeah I'm still not going <laughs> outside were, bro like but there were clouds and yeah no yeah. it was actually yesterday was quite nice quite nice <laughs> yeah so. all right well me and chris chris and i psh, my english teacher isn't gonna listen that. to this i never followed that rule so <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll we're your sci-fi wise guys we take you along this journey to tell you about this movie we watched chris what was the movie we watched for this week? You, for some sick, twisted reason, decided we should watch a movie called Alien Warfare. Yeah. On Netflix. Yeah. Well, it might be on other streaming services, but we found it on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Did you, uh, you messaged me earlier today. I did. And I, you asked me a very interesting question. Well, it was my question. You asked me, well, I'm trying to pull it up right now. I'm going to find, I'm going to find the exact uh, words. Do you have it? Is this revenge? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Is this revenge? <laughs> oh, no. Well, so uh, I don't know when this is going to be released, but for the listeners out there, we, for a couple weeks, we started out real strong and we found some bad movies. And then we watched a couple of good movies and we were we were thinking that we were, oh, you know, just because there are B movies doesn't mean that, you know, the B stands for bad. Yeah. And then we watched, I think, three in a row one of which was a movie called Kingdom of Gladiators. If you're hearing this, you've probably already listened to it. Uh, and oh, then another man. one called, what was it, Angels Fallen? Yeah. Which yeah. are just back-to-back choices on my part. They're just not and then, good. And then you chose <laughs> Artemis Fowl. So, no, and your I didn't choice, choose Artemis Fowl. Yes, Artemis Fowl chose us. And the movie before Kingdom of Gladiators <laughs> that you chose was called Occupation. So four movies in a row... You just hit me. Yeah, yeah. I was I was punch drunk. I didn't know what to do. I was I was throwing out curveballs like, "Hey, let's do TV instead." Because ugh. Well, we Did had... you pick out Io as well? I don't remember who picked uh, out Io. Uh, I think I picked out Io. Okay, uh, so I'm going to I'm going to put that one on your list as well here. So looking at our movies. <laughs> oh no. Well, I you, think you Alien got... Warfare has been in... We've been ready to record this thing for a while. Yes, we have. We've been putting it <laughs> off. Some new movies came out. We started focusing on a little television just to get some different content out. But yeah, Alien Warfare has been on the horizon. It's been waiting. lying Maybe a month now. <laughs> lying in wait. Uh, I mean, in your defense, I did choose 3022. I did choose Singularity. But I also chose Extinction, Spectral... The Old Guard, Mythica. I mean, I chose some good movies. Good movies, Chris. Just because it's right, don't make it wrong. <laughs> but no, this was not revenge. It was not my intent. Uh, <laughs> I wanted, I chose this movie. I mean, you know why I chose this movie. It's because it's called Alien Warfare. 
I'm just gonna I'm gonna oh, send you yeah. a couple of uh, screenshots of images that have popped up on. If you were to Google image search alien warfare, I have not actually done uh, that. I I searched <laughs> alien warfare movie because I wasn't dumb enough to just type in alien warfare. Well, this is your movie, so you get to blurb. Oh, I get to blurb. All right, you get to blurb. well. I think this is the second movie ever, the first being the aforementioned Kingdom of Gladiators uh, that we've watched where there isn't, I can't find a Wikipedia entry, doesn't seem to exist. So, uh, looking at IMDb, the blurb is, a team of Navy SEALs investigates a mysterious science outpost only to have to combat a squad of formidable alien soldiers. Yeah. Okay. All right. The uh, Netflix blurb is the U.S. Navy SEAL team tackles a top secret mission at a research center where scientists have mysteriously disappeared and another life form awaits. Now, that's actually not bad for for Netflix. I I just want everyone to, to just pay attention to what I said that the u.s navy seal team so this is the only one <laughs> this is it this, this is, is the, the cream of the exists. crop uh speaking of cream of the crop uh <laughs> this movie holds uh 2.6 out of 10 on imd not the worst we've seen 28 percent of google users liked this movie and true patriots it does not have a critical rating on rotten tomatoes but out of an average of 65 users three percent oh yeah yes 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 so Uh, this this movie came out in 2019 chris i'm sure you were ecstatic to hear that it is just under 90 minutes long at 88 minutes an hour 28 i saw that and i said yeah he won't he won't mind this I feel like it's still too long (laughs) i feel like this is still too long of a movie for that um, it stars so stars. It, when it gives the it stars it cast stars <laughs> there's a character named jonesy uh, actor is named daniel washington i was half paying attention to the title sequence and i just saw a d an l <laughs> and then washington and i thought i i had rewound the movie because there was no way that denzel was in this i was like is this a john cusack in singularity situation where i'm about to get surprised by denzel washington i was not sorry daniel washington you were my favorite character uh you made this whole movie he really did I, you know the I'm not lead actor that, oh carry on yeah i'm not saying that denzel wouldn't make a bad decision <laughs> but he wouldn't make a bad decision like this <laughs> Do you know he was in the 2016 version of Ghostbusters? Who, Denzel Washington or Daniel Washington? Daniel Washington. Oh, was he? Yeah, Good he was uncredited. Him. Oh, well, <laughs> that whole movie was uncredited. All right. He also has a, a credit for a movie called Detroit from 2016, and his credit is Blind Pig Bouncer. Nice. I don't know if that's like he was a bouncer at a place called the Blind Pig, or his profession actually involved bouncing blind pigs i don't think we'll ever know <laughs> so you weren't sure where this movie came from this is a netflix original oh is it wow at least in our part of the world yes halfway through the movie i finally figured out where i knew the lead actor from clayton snyder who plays mike mike marks they don't i don't they call him mike they say their last names in the movie i don't know why they're not credited with their last names but whatever did you recognize clayton snyder I didn't recognize anyone from any of these, anything. Clayton Snyder 
<laughs> played a, a character uh, named Ethan Kraft in Lizzie McGuire in the Lizzie McGuire oh. movie. Okay. And so the character he played, I'll say, you know what? I'm going to send you a picture of the character he played. He was like a dude bro, kind of dumb, but he has his face. Oh yeah, that's the picture. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at that and I was like, I just, I recognized him and I, and I don't know. I honestly, I don't remember watch. I mean, I've, I've seen some Lizzie McGuire because of siblings and whatnot growing up. I don't think this is what I recognized him from. I think I just thought he looked like something I like. I, he just looked familiar and he just happened to be this dude from Lizzie McGuire. He also. Oh, no. He's also in a short called Foam Wars Mask, Maximum Plastic, which I guess is a it's a com- action comedy centered around toy guns. That's cool. I'm good with that. Fair enough. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I want this guy's life. Yeah, uh, straight up. Yeah, I want his Lizzie McGuire money, too. All right. Oh, they're making a new Lizzie McGuire movie. Interesting. Or a TV series? What? I don't know. Uh, we're, in the, we're in the weeds. We're, in the weeds. Our, we're, we're so far in the weeds, it's just dirt down here, man. All right, man. So we've talked about the movie. We're going to give some initial thoughts before we jump into our full plot synopsis. Uh, and then we'll give our, our final closing statements about whether we think this movie was good or we liked it or what have you. So, Chris, I, I chose this movie, so I'm going to give you the opportunity to take the stand first. Jump on your soapbox. Let the, let, the, let the people know what you think. How did you feel about this movie, Christopher? This movie has a lot of problems. And I think a lot of the problems aren't even necessarily related to the budget. And I think they're just more centered on the way that the movie was filmed. And at least, I guess, the direction of some of the characters. Uh, I feel like there is almost way too much of Jones. Jonesy, whatever his name mm. is. You didn't like uh, Jonesy. I, I actually almost turned it off like at a, at a particular part involving a particular item. Like I almost stopped watching <laughs> oh, this movie. No. <laughs> uh, in terms of the effects, I think for... for I don't Because there's no... We don't have any information. We don't know how much this movie was made for. We should start paying for IMDb Pro as much as we rely on it. <laughs> well, does, would IMDb have the budget information? Oh, maybe not. But sometimes they do. Like they provide that, but you have to like do the paid oh, version or whatever. I see. I see. So, <laughs> I think uh, I think a lot of this movie's problems don't really involve the budget. I think they really involve, for whatever reason, their direction. The opening sequence is. <laughs> <laughs> Like, hey, man, sit on your couch and pretend that you're watching a boxing match. (laughs) Cool. Okay. I actually watched that scene three times. On purpose? On purpose. Well, I rewound it because I was like, wait a minute. Was there, were there cables plugged into the back of that television? (laughs) The answer is you can't tell, actually. Uh, There easily could be. It does have light flashing on his face, like supposedly from the TV. But I, re- I had to rewind it again. I think I had a, I had a bad HDMI cable. It was like cutting in and out. So I got to watch it three times. Yes, he he does pull some objects out of nowhere. Uh, pretends. <laughs> Did you know that that guy is a um, former Navy SEAL? Oh, the actual actor? Yes. <laughs> no, man. Uh, is it weird? Because I didn't think he did a very good job pretending <laughs> to be a Navy SEAL. <laughs> Maybe you just have a, a weird, you know, a weird view of what a Navy SEAL should should be like. I don't, I he don't served know. 13 years in the U.S. Navy, my friend. Fair enough. He enlisted I mean, in 2000. 
you know, I'm going to say this and it's going to it's going to sound weird, but not everyone should be an actor. Yeah. <laughs> not everyone should be an actor. Uh, no, Sorry, uh, keep, keep going. I, I didn't mean to interrupt. Didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 no. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. It, it actually brings it all together. Uh, <laughs> no, I think uh, I mean, but this movie had budgetary issues, I'm sure. But for the amount of money that they spent, I, I think the set was pretty good. The the. Yeah. The two or three different sets that they had. I know one of them was filmed in a dude's garage, but it was supposed to be the barracks for the <laughs> the Navy SEALs. Yeah. Because there's like a car and like a fridge and a bunch of workout equipment and then just a random kitchen table in the middle of the room. So I'm not really mad about that. Is it customary for all, what what, what are these called, tier one operators? Mm-hmm. Operators. To have, to have facial hair like this? Is that normal? Television and video games tell me to say, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> well I'm i don't sh- know sh- i don't i don't like is it uncommon for them to be out wherever they're at and not be able to shave and have a little bit of scruff sure full-on beards like two of them have i know i want to say no i mean I, they all had I facial would, hair the one took up guess... a second job at a shooting range what well, i think he he like left he like yeah left the military yeah <laughs> he got kicked out and then they just let him right back on no yeah, no, that's not how that. I think, that's not how that would work at all. I'm okay. just going to assume that. I mean, and I say assume because I don't know any better. But I would assume that if you're operating in parts of the world where it is customary to have facial hair, that like it no, would maybe. make more sense for you to grow a beard, sure, to kind of fit in more with the locals. But I mean, these guys are are, are in America, right? So why would they have facial hair? And it's a well-trimmed, well-kept beard. It's a good beard. Yeah. Because it looks cool on screen. Yeah, but they can't, they couldn't film the movie. Like, they couldn't film all the parts in which they were supposed to have facial hair or, like, the excuse of having facial hair. And then, like, all the scenes afterwards, they would shave. Because at the end of the movie, like, spoilers, they're at the Pentagon and they're just sitting there with their suits and they've got beards. Yeah. Again, I don't know. I don't know enough about it. Never served a day. Sure. So I don't, uh, but I do know that when I was in junior ROTC in high school, I was told many times that you have to shave every day. And my dad was in the Navy for, I want to say 27 years. And the most facial hair he could grow was a sweet mustache. So that's all I know about that. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Look, sure. Sure. (laughs) Anything else before I, 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 for the most part, I think the actors did a pretty good job. I mean, even Jonesy, as annoying as he was, I thought was like, I I think this movie just suffers from like a weird directional issue and I can't really Mm. put my finger on it. And Mm. I think it'll make more sense when we talk about it, when we do the plot breakdown. Sure. But I'm not expecting Oscar worthy performances out of these guys. And I think for the most part, they all do a pretty good job. I think this movie was probably just let down by direction. And production, maybe. Yeah. But yeah. and the effects, I didn't hate the effects. No. There were some cheesy ones. Sure. But other than that, I thought it was fine. Okay. So the number one, I want to try not to repeat anything you just said because you said a lot. You I I did. I did. <laughs> I did. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. You covered a lot of covered a lot of ground there. I think the biggest problem with this movie, bar none, is that we hadn't watched it yet. This movie is fantastic. I love this movie. I'll share it with everybody. I think it's great. The acting is... The actors appear to know... They they know they're in a B movie. And every line is just got a little bit extra. 
just a little bit more, right? This movie was not meant to be taken seriously. I laughed a lot. I thought it was great. Is it ridiculous? Oh, yeah. Are there uniforms and they're, <laughs> they're breaching and clearing? Laughable? Absolutely. Just horrible. Is the idea of two brothers serving together on the same uh, same fire team absolutely bonkers? Oh, yeah. That is... That doesn't make any sense. The facial hair, the whole the whole bit. Uh, him pulling a note, uh, pen and piece of paper out of nowhere, out of thin air. Yeah. The scene where they're going into some house in the middle of nowhere in order to free a hostage being filmed inside of his house, but with some tarps up. Yeah, man. <laughs> that's, that's in the first few minutes. Like, you know what you're getting into. The Power Ranger costumes on the aliens. Yeah. Movie's fantastic. It is the best B movie we've seen. Bar none. Mm. I, mm. I mean, what? I, I don't. I don't agree. It's better than Occupation, a movie that's infuriated me with its characters' decisions. There, there's a lot of movies that are better than Occupation, right? But all I'm saying out of the bad movies, like I'm not going to compare it to Extinction or Spectral. I wouldn't even compare it to Artemis Fowl because it's a very different type of movie. But comparing it to, I think Occupation is the closest thing, or to Singularity, or maybe even Mythica. I think it's pretty funny. It's pretty good. Uh, Every scene just, is just, just they just got a little, they were like, this is what I'm told to do. This is what the director wants me to do. And I'm going to do it a little bit more. I mean, that, that's a fair assessment. The, my problem is, is I don't think this movie was aiming for satire. I think it just ended up. Oh, who cares? That's the, that's, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that's what makes it great is that that's where it ended up, right? Art goes through the for, the process. Somebody Look, wrote it, an actual, because if you take the plot, and just talk about the plot in broad strokes. It could be a great movie. It could be the plot of some big action flick. You yeah, know, man, with some we horror watched elements this movie and stuff. Together once. It was called Battle Los Angeles. Oh, it's very similar <laughs> vibes, yeah. Well, you could also have an alien vibe with them being stuck in the build the building. The building. The building. You know, and they just didn't have the production value to pull off anything like that. You you talked about the direction. It's really just all right, this is where the characters are, so point the camera at it. There's nothing special. There's no interesting sequences or scenes, nothing. I think that's very, very basic. I think that's my problem, is even as, quote-unquote, bad as this movie is, I think it it could have been better, and I think it wouldn't have had to, like, it wouldn't have to have someone make excuses for it being satire or close to satire. Like, not that I'm saying that you're doing that. I enjoy bad movies as much as the next person. Sure, sure. But there, there, there are scenarios in which, like, when I'm watching a movie and I'm like, I wasn't cringing, but I rolled my eyes oh, several yeah. times. So, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I just think it could have been better. That's all. Sure, that's my point. Oh, could it have? Of course, it could have been better. The movie's called Alien Warfare. What are you expecting right now? Where are uh, your I'm standards? Ex- I mean, I just got done watching a bunch of TV shows. Oh, that's true. <laughs> no, I mean, it could have been... The, we, blah, 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 blah. Uh, we're a little too far into it to to mention that the way that this podcast works is we don't do any research before we watch the movie or television show or whatever. We go in completely blind. However, I knew exactly what I was getting into when we first saw the title for this movie and then yeah. I saw the cover art and I was like, this is going to be bad. Yeah. Throughout the entire the entire time I was watching it, all eighty eight minutes of it, it was bad. <laughs> yeah. I just again, I don't, and I'm not, I'm not making excuses. I'm not justifying what I'm saying. I just think this movie could have been better. Sure. I think it could have been ten percent better, and that would have made it a hundred percent better. 
if that makes any sense. No, but okay. I get what, I get what you're saying. From a standpoint, yeah. <laughs> it, this um. is definitely going to be hit or miss. I enjoyed watching it. It was horrible. It is a bad movie. I'm not trying to say it's a good movie in the slightest. I just think it's, if you enjoy bad movies, this is it. Yeah. This is your movie. <laughs> and if you don't enjoy bad movies. This is not your movie. <laughs> no, this isn't your podcast. No, it's not. Because <laughs> we watch a lot of them. Yeah, this uh, is not for you. Anything else you want to go on? No, no, I think I'm, I think I'm golden. Okay. Well, we should begin phase two of our plan, which is do a plot breakdown. Uh, hit me with that synopsis. <laughs> I actually, uh, I, I have three pages of notes. Wow. My notes started out in big paragraphs, and then they just gradually got smaller and smaller as the as my notes continued. So. We get our first opening shot. Well, I thought it was one of those, I don't know what they're called, but like before a, before a movie or a television mm. show when you get like the the ad, the advertisement of the the studios working on it. Yeah, you thought it was like uh, a yeah. logo oh, like a one of those uh like an animated logo screen. Yeah, but it, what it actually was was the camera zooming around outer space, which I, I'm guessing in the soul system. What appears to be a series of asteroids, and then they become meteorites. That's what it's some kind of planetary body. I don't know what the terminology is, but whenever an asteroid is just floats out in space, right. and then when it hits the Earth, it becomes something different, right? Meteor, a meteorite, I think, is what hits the Earth, and a meteor is something that flies by. Yeah, I don't. I could I don't be know. wrong. Uh, you know that research we talked about doing? <sighs> yeah, none. None. <laughs> I'm not a. I'm not a space scientist. I don't know. We actually, well, what happens is is a rock or some kind of object actually lands on Earth. And we get a shot of that. And then the camera cuts to a guy watching what appears to be a boxing match. And he's talking about, you can't box this guy. Get out of there. You can't box this guy. And then he gets a phone call. Ugh. And we get a, an extreme zoom in on what I have written down here as Discount Infinity War Steve Rogers. Because he <laughs> yeah. kind of looks yeah. like Captain America, He does right? look like Captain America. Yeah. A little bit. It, which is funny because his name is Chris. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> the character's the, name is Chris, yeah. Yeah. He is on the phone with uh, someone. He, he calls him sir within a few moments. So you realize this must be some kind of superior officer. And he's uh, being instructed to gather up his team, and then he's like, "Well, I don't want to. I don't want to get Mike." And he says, "Well, I, I, well, he's not even in the service anymore." And then uh, after a few, I guess he's reticent about it, and then he eventually capitulates because I, I assume he gets ordered to go get him. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> we get a goat. We just get a shot of a goat hanging out in the woods. We're looking at a house oh, with yeah. some graffiti on it this flashback like, oh. that you don't realize is a flashback until it's done <laughs> yeah uh, yeah yeah uh, <laughs> it's um we see a couple of guys we uh, we don't know who they are at first and then they start speaking english they take out two guards that aren't paying attention and then we cut to the inside of the house there is a guy telling another man that he needs to contact the prime minister and it's just all very generic you know <sighs> kidnappers hostages you know give me what i want blah 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 blah, blah. there's a ruckus they Ooh, storm a ruckus. the building they start shooting some insurgents i think that's what they're called right insurgents bad guys or, or terrorists whatever the u.s military decides it's going to call people that wants to kill yeah and then this the guy holding the hostage's name is 
Movladi? 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 I don't know. I don't know. He has the hostages. Another man named Marco walks into the room. Like, why would you walk into, like... I don't know. There's a bunch of like know. guns going off and you're just gonna casually walk into a room like, hey, who knows, man? What's going on, Movi? He gets dropped to his knees. Apparently it's his brother. And we have a little standoff where Ooh. Mike tells Movladi, Hey man, give up your give up your hostages and we'll give you your, your brother back. And then he starts arguing with Chris, which is the guy that was sitting on the the couch watching the boxing match about what's exactly going to happen. And I don't know. <laughs> Like, if you would actually have this argument with your superior officer in a combat situation, but apparently they're doing it. Yeah, at a hostage standoff. And that's why you don't have brothers on the same team. <laughs> <I'm> a... <laughs> you know mom liked me mom. first. <laughs> me most. I'm the oldest. You got to do what I say. <laughs> did, so they, the deal goes... did they ever clarify which brother was the oldest? They don't look like brothers, uh, so it's hard to tell. Well, at some point... When they're at the Navy SEAL headquarters, when Mike shows back up, someone says, hey, old man. So, uh, I don't know. Okay, fair enough. The deal goes down, but then once the hostages get released, Mike orders them to take down the terrorists. So, they open fire. The One of the hostages, the man, gets shot in the back. Movladi and Marco die. <laughs> that's that's yeah, the end it. of the scene. That's it, man. And then we realize it's a flashback. We're like, what? <laughs> Then we get a shot of an old woman, an older woman, shooting her gun off, being very excited. And she's like, oh, man, I can't wait to move on to the AK-47s. Uh, and he, and uh, it's Mike standing behind her. And he's like, yeah, you know, well, you know, you're hitting the paper today. So let's just focus on hitting the target and then we'll move up to a chain gun. Oh, that was pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty good. He's sitting at a desk or at some kind of table cleaning a gun. And then another guy comes in and says, hey, you have a walk in. He asks for you specifically. He goes into the shooting range with Chris. There, uh, Chris moves the target as far away as he can. And then he makes some comment about, you might need a scope for this target. And then proceeds to put every single bullet in the target's head. So I guess yeah. he didn't need a scope, did he, Mike, you idiot? <laughs> they have a talk about their families. Mike asks Chris, how's Beth doing? And he says, I don't know, man. She's your wife. Why don't you ask her? And then we find out that they're brothers. Yeah. He says, you're just like dad. You're a hothead. And just like dad, you got someone killed. Oh, like, oh, oh okay. that was, going, yeah, that's, oof. Yeah, going for the jugular immediately, huh? That's where I have written down, like, is it is it normal for them to have facial hair like this? I mean, I guess, yeah, I the know. one who's not in the service anymore, sure. Yeah. Yeah. We cut to a bar. <laughs> the girl behind the counter is making, like, a really goofy face. This, this, uh woman who's working at this bar like i don't know if you actually paid attention to the oh, scene yeah. but she, she has a really goofy looking face and i thought it was anna paquin for like half a second and then i realized that she wouldn't stoop to being this yeah <laughs> mike gets touched by a, a another woman who's sitting next to him at the bar she kind of like puts her hand on his arm and she smiles and it looks over at her and then just looks back at the I, I don't know what he's looking at but he's not looking at her and then he just stands up and leaves yeah, I'm not sure what the point of this scene was. But uh, okay. He's commiserating whether or not he should go to the, you know, go back and join. And he's also sought after, I guess, by both of these ladies. So I don't know. It, I feel like it this, adds nothing, but it gives him more screen time. I feel like instead of being him being in a bar, he should have been in his car at the shooting range, like thinking about it instead. <laughs> like, yeah whatever yeah, who, knows? Uh, uh, who knows yeah I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna do the thing that we do 
when we can't justify the plot holes, which is oh, this isn't a plot hole. It's just a weird. He he was day drinking. Well, no, 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 no. When like we make up scenes, I'm not going to do that for this movie because it doesn't deserve it. We uh, (laughs) we are at Navy Seal headquarters, which, like I said, looks like someone's garage. One guy's working out. This is Jonesy. He is having a back and forth with a man named Thorpe about various topics. Apparently Thorpe is uh, is really smart. He knows a lot of quote-unquote useless trivia, especially about mm. artificial sweeteners and how they're bad for you. Yeah. And about some girl, some Latvian girl that he may or may not know who may or may not actually be a real person or a real girl, whatever. They didn't say it. I guess he's seeing a girl on the internet yeah. or long, long distance somehow. Yeah. And then Jonesy starts talking about like why are we meeting up here like it's it's always the cia spooks who put our you know our lives on the line and as he's going on this little diatribe the cia is actually standing right behind him Ooh, (laughs) they're right behind me aren't they (laughs) and jonesy turning on the blender when he doesn't want to hear what thorpe is saying that was pretty good yeah well that's the part i was talking about with the artificial sweeteners yeah he's trying to tell him that when given a choice between artificial sweeteners and cocaine, rats chose cocaine every time. Oh, chose artificial to... sweeteners over cocaine. No, yeah. no, he says cocaine. I think he said cocaine. Yeah, he says when they had the choice between cocaine and artificial sweeteners, they chose artificial sweeteners. No, I think he says they chose cocaine. Hold on a second. No, it's okay. It's playing. Hold on. So compounds are highly addictive. When rats were given a choice, they chose artificial sweeteners over cocaine. Oh, the okay. Blender starts worrying. That's well, there wouldn't All be right. wouldn't be a surprise. The other way around. So the feds show up. They tell everyone to sit down. The commander, Avery, like is, you know, telling everyone they need to chill out. These these guys are direct from POTUS. So if anyone doesn't know what POTUS is, is president of the United States. I have down here that they, they could at least be wearing suits that are tailored. Like if you're going to be a government representative for the president, you could at least look like you're a government representative. Says Not the guy who's do. never been on the government payroll. Come on, man. Yeah. Do they, they don't have I'd money still for wear, Actually, the, I'd still... Still wear a tailored suit. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. If I was a CIA spook, I'd have a tailored suit. I'm just saying. Not looking like some... I'm just... It looks like he got it from Men's Warehouse. I'm just saying. This episode is not sponsored by Men's well, Warehouse. I've got my suit at Men's Warehouse. What's wrong with Men's Warehouse, man? Yeah. And you got it tailored. Oh, that's fair. I <laughs> this, did get it tailored. Yeah, this guy buys off the rack. No. Anyway, I buy it off the rack. I bought a couple jackets um, off the rack. No, this guy did. He bought his entire suit off. Mm, the I don't think you can do that at Men's Warehouse. I think you got to go to J.C. Benny's yeah. for that, man. Yeah, Bells. They're closing. <laughs> they are closing. <laughs> Avery tells every. Uh, he tells the CIA or whoever, whatever government agency these guys are, that uh, they need to bring them back the way that they left. Cool. Mike eventually shows up. Cool. Wearing cargo uh, pants. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I should say that they. He's. I think he told them to meet up at thirteen hundred. And then the feds show up early early mm-hmm. because Chris actually says, you know, I didn't know you guys were going to be early. And then when someone says, hey, where's Mike? I, I No one took the opportunity to say, well, he's not here yet because it's not 1300. Yeah, that's the first thing I thought of. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Apparently, there is a secret military base in Caracas that has gone dark for 12 hours. And then they show a drone or they uh, see pulls like a little projector out and projects on the like on the wall that a drone quote-unquote shows because i didn't see any difference between the images besides the fact that it moved that within a minute 100 people vanished right and they have no explanation yeah and he, so, it's not caracas it's caucasus very different place uh, did he say that yeah 
because I, I have it. I was confused because they said Caucus later on in it. Yeah, there it's in Caucus. Caucasus. Oh yeah, in the Caucasus. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where is that? It's uh it, it, near the Black Sea or Caspian Sea, kind of near. It's an area. Okay. <clears throat> so it's in Europe. It's an area between the Black Sea and the Caspian Sea, and mainly occupied by Armenia, Azerbaijan, Georgia, and southwestern Russia. It is home so to kind of eastern. Yeah, it's home to the Caucasus Mountains. So yeah, why would a natural a Brazilian... barrier between Eastern Europe and Western Asia? There you go. Why would a Brazilian scientist named Isabella be quoted as speaking the native language, and she's clearly speaking Portuguese? I don't. Did they say she was speaking the native language? I just got that. That's just her native language. Her native language. But well, I don't says, know. Who knows? So speaking native language. <laughs> well, yeah, her native Not, language. But they could have just said Portuguese. They, they said have, native language. But that would have required effort. <laughs> so they are in the Caucasus, apparently. This is a secret military base that was shut down. Well, originally, it was a military base during the Cold War. After the Cold War ended, they left, and within, a, I think he said, like three months, the feds moved in. Secret agency took over, and uh, one of the feds actually mentions that he they don't want to send this team. They want to they want to send like experts. I think is what he says. Yeah. But uh, the president recommended this particular, or the president recommended the SEAL team because there aren't any other SEAL teams, and I guess it has something to do with they rescued his daughter. Okay, I didn't know Ivanka was in any trouble. And then Mike asks why they're being sent. What's going on? Like, wh- what's this? Uh, what's this base do? And uh, they get a bunch of classifieds. Oh, it's classified. We can't tell you. It's classified. Okay. <laughs> Mike and Chris have a little thing about who's in charge of what. I guess he's been reduced in rank, and now Chris is the SEAL team leader. So he doesn't want any trouble, you know. You know, with the yeah. the men who used to be under his command are no longer under his command. So now we cut to the Caucasus. They are on foot, going around through the forest. Uh, you uh, split up. you missed the best part. Oh uh, no, I didn't miss any best part of this you movie. Did. But what happened? So when they're giving the briefing, they say twelve hours ago they lost contact. But at the beginning, he gets a call saying, "Yeah, show it tomorrow at thirteen hundred." Which is oh, it? I don't know. <laughs> Which is it, Christopher? I, I have no answers. <laughs> uh, it's. I have a theory that they called him in for something completely unrelated, and then this happened. And that's Maybe. how I'm going to cover up that plot hole. <laughs> You're doing it. I'm doing the, I'm doing the thing. The sci-fi wise guy thing. So the four of them split up. Chris and Mike and Thorpe and Jones. Jonesy go in two different groups. Thorpe and Jonesy talk about maybe what's in the facility and i have it down here that they're very cavalier about how loud they are and how about they're moving around the jungle like yeah you just had an entire facility of 100 people go dark for 12 hours you have no idea what's going on at least try to pretend that you're navy seals mike mentions that there's actually no noise that he doesn't hear any animals he doesn't hear any birds anything which it's a good point they get a top-down view from a drone that shows that there's no movement, so they're going to make their move. Mike and Chris argue for like 10, 15 seconds about whether or not they should go in the front or in the back. <laughs> <laughs> and the other the other two hear it over the radio. Yeah. And then when yeah. they're done arguing, he clicks his radio on <laughs> to talk. So it's yeah. both voice-activated and, I guess, push to talk at the same time? I don't know. Yeah. We get another view of something or someone looking at them, and it's blue. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, they arrive at the front door 
someone pulls out a Geiger counter. I think it was Jonesy since he's a, he's the medic or the corpsman. Corpsman. Well, they call him medic like twice before this. Do they? So. They call him a corpsman in there as well. Well, they they, they he just calls him a, a corpsman when they're in like the building, but when they were at the meeting, he says Jonesy, he's the best medic you can find or whatever. Interesting. Um, so the radiation levels are high, but they're not high enough to do any permanent damage. They bust down the door, and when I say bust down the door, I mean they just casually walk in. They don't find anything or anyone. But as they look around, everything appears that everyone left suddenly. There's like a half-eaten donut. There appears to be a phone off the hook, like on the desk. Uh, there appears to be no sign of any sort of engagement. There was no warning. They sweep this area and they split up again. And then Jonesy and Thorpe find what appears to be an ash pile on the ground. And uh, they're still very loud, I have here. They're, they're very loud. Full voice. They're very loud. They're walking by doors and not looking in them. And the doors have windows. Uh, uh, they're doing a horrible well, job of clearing this building this building that also doesn't have central heating and air because every window or every other window had a window unit. a window unit in it <laughs> sorry i well, just this was the first thing i noticed about the building being from texas that's something you look for you go to a new place friend's house or you're going to look at a an apartment or something uh, which i've been doing recently and if you see any uh window units you're like nope i'm out I'm done <laughs> we're going elsewhere well, there is a shot when they're walking down this hallway where Thorpe puts his hand on a door like he's going to open it, and it doesn't open, and then he just keeps takes going. his hand off the door. Yeah, <laughs> Fair enough. I don't know. Okay. Chris and Mike also see a bunch of ash piles, and then J and T, which I have in here is Jonesy and Thorpe, find a whiteboard with a bunch of symbols on it. They can't figure out what it is. And then Thorpe. Chris and Thorpe's Mike- Thorpe's like, it's a language. Like, what? <laughs> what gave you that idea? Hey, man, Thorpe's the MVP of this movie for what it's worth. Nah, no, nah, not yeah, uh, no, he is. not Mike with his helmet that he can't get on straight. <laughs> not Jonesy with his blender. No. It's going to be Thorpe. Yeah. All right. No, it is Thorpe. Chris and Mike hear some noise. They go into what I think is the, the kitchen. And we think we find out it is the kitchen because they smell bacon in uh, a refrigerator door open with someone just casually throwing things on the ground like they spill a carton of milk and then it's actually someone in a lab outfit they run towards this person they uh, eventually manage to get them to go directly to jonesy and thorpe it turns out it's a woman her name is isabella they question her this is where the whole you know her speaking was it portuguese i mean she's the actress is brazilian right so i'm assuming she speaks portuguese well, it, that's why I was I honestly couldn't. I don't know if I would hear the difference between Portuguese and Spanish. She did not sound. She sounded South American with her accent, if that makes sense. Like she didn't sound Mexican or Puerto Rican, which is what I exposed to the most. But I wouldn't. I don't. I was you. You saying she's from Brazil is probably Portuguese. And she also like mumbles every time she's about to. She says anything in stuff that's not English. As it turns out, she researches soil samples. That's what she does. Okay, interesting, interesting job to have at a black ops facility. <laughs> Jonesy checks her out. They ask her a few more questions. He gives her a clean bill of health. And then she's worried that they're the cleanup team, that they're the ones that the, the government sends in to, you know, kill everyone that's left, destroy any sensitive or not destroy, but gather any sensitive information and destroy the evidence and then uh, leave. Yeah. They assure her that that's not what they're there to do. And she's like, okay, well, let me take you to the object. They get into an elevator. 
Oh, man. Elevator music comes on, which apparently Jonesy does like. Oh, great. Everyone kind of Oh, it's fantastic. Him. He's just grooving to the music, man, and everyone slowly starts noticing him. I wish he would groove to the music of his own death. Wow. He tried real hard, actually. So <laughs> She tells them that the team that she's on right now was specifically moved here three months ago. There was a discovery. They go into a dark lab, lead-lined, no ground-penetrating radar is supposed to be able to find this place. I think there are three, three, three stories underground, I think is what she says. Yeah. She takes them to a high-security containment vault in which there is a black Before angular the... device. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she says, if I show you what's behind this door, I could, get me, I could go to prison, could go for, to the prison for the rest of my life. And then every shot from inside that, that uh, room, there's a big window. They didn't have to go through the door. There's a giant window between them and the object. She's like, if I open this door, it's like, no, we just look through the window. Don't worry about it. Yeah. No, we got it, fam. <laughs> oh, no. So they have no idea what it was or what it is. It's floating. That's cool. It was found over two. It was found two kilometers away and brought here. They don't know what it's made out of. She describes the what happened. She was in a Faraday room um, when oh. the CIA came to shut them down. Faraday room with a uh, a big glass window in the door. Yeah. No latches. Yeah. The Why were there plants CIA, in a Faraday cage? I don't know. It's a clean room is what she <sighs> says. They point a laser at the object, and eventually, after a few moments, it sends out this huge wave, which turns everyone into a pile of ash. Okay? Yeah. Jonesy and Thorpe start freaking out reasonably. Thorpe gets sent to the roof to contact HQ, and he pulls out a laptop from 1997 in order to get that done. They're not able to get a signal out because uh, there's a there's a jammer on the roof. On the roof. There's a okay. jam on the roof, bro. We yeah. should go up there. Get some bread. So Chris and Mike have another argument. Ugh. I don't even remember what it was, but it's not important. And then Jones Jonesy notices that the object is doing something. Like it's projecting some kind of holographic display. And then their drone, their little drone that's flying around providing them with any sort of information, is reporting a bogey that no one can see. Thorpe can't see it. The drone doesn't see it. They run outside after hearing some like buzzing and then a, like a thunk or a crash. And then they see the drone on the ground destroyed. Yeah. When that I say thing, destroyed, it looks like it That thing didn't even make a dent in the ground. I feel like it would have been louder when it fell out of the sky and crashed right there. Uh, I mean, it's like in, it's on some broken steps. Is it? Yeah. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. What I assumed what happened is that the steps were already broken. <laughs> so oh, they just yeah. put the drone there. They were like, yeah, it broke these steps when it fell. Then there's a bunch of blue fire explosions. Yeah. They hide behind. When I say they hide behind, they just kind of fall over behind the concrete. I don't know what this is. Uh, patio? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the yeah. architectural term is. but It would be a patio um, if it's a house. Yeah. It's like it's your standard waist high. Entryway? I don't know. Is it barrier? It's barriered into yeah, it. Yeah, something. It's Marcus Phoenix would hide behind it if you were playing for Years of War, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I guess. And then they see aliens. Well, we think are aliens because it's we've called alien warfare, but and it's four humanoids. I made one note in this entire for this entire movie. Yeah. Let me find it real quick. It's important. Forty three minutes, ten seconds. Aliens. <laughs> this movie's called Alien Warfare. 
we're almost exactly halfway through the movie. If you take out the credits, we're right at halfway through the movie, and we just now got aliens. Is it like how ridiculous Z- Zack Snyder hyped up Batman versus Superman, and then they fight for six and a half minutes or something like that? <laughs> yeah, the, the movie should have been called something else. Look, we're not going to get talk. We're, you're not going to get me to start apologizing for Batman v Superman on pod. <laughs> well, that'll be its own. Oh no! Don't do so, this to me. Chris decides he wants to negotiate with aliens because, you know, so far they haven't really shown any aggression besides knocking their little drone out of the sky. No, I think they're making the assumption the drone accidentally ran into something. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, who knows? He stands over towards them, asks them what they want, and then they shoot at uh, Thorpe. He kind of ducks over. They start shooting at the aliens who, I guess, have some sort of force field that absorbs or deflects because we never see the bullets actually drop, so I guess they go somewhere. Yeah. Everyone makes it back inside. Mike tells Jonesy that they need to initiate the lockdown. Isabella gives him her little card. He runs upstairs. Right as Jones gets there, Jonesy gets there, there's an explosion. The doors open up. He throws the cards over to Mike or Chris. They slide it in, initiate the lockdown, and boom, doors shut, and they're inside. They get back downstairs, and then Thorpe walks past them and says, Told you it was aliens. <laughs> they do an ammo count i guess they're all at half cool all of them i think that's what they say but i mean i don't know i didn't i didn't see jonesy shoot anybody yeah so jonesy says why don't we just give it why don't we just give it back to him and then uh thorpe disagrees he says uh no 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 man this what if it's a bomb this is an invasion force and then um oh yeah mike they went right for the this thing is going to kill all life on the planet Typical sci-fi yeah. movie trope. Everything has to eventually be planet killing, and we're fighting for. Ugh. I was well, so glad that that, that was that's not actually true. But you're under the assumption that maybe this thing is going to kill everybody on the planet. Yeah, ugh. Mike jumps to that conclusion. Good, but man. he does bring up an interesting point because he says this thing killed everyone here, right? And then Isabel says, "Yeah." And then he asks, "And it killed all the animals too, right?" And she says, "Yeah." And he says, "Well, the trees are still here." So whatever this is, actively targeted living animals and that they dropped a dud and now they're back here to fix it, you know, and that he also surmises that the CIA knew aliens were there the whole time. That's why they turned the jammer on. So no one could broadcast out that there were aliens here. He's got a good theory. Yeah. I don't know if that's, you know. No, he makes a lot of sense. He makes a lot of sense. Now we're actually outside. One of the aliens walks up to the door puts his hand on it, and then turns around and just leaves. Fair enough. Thorpe and Jonesy have another little back and forth about, I think they're talking about protein shakes again. And then Jonesy says, yeah, I Jonesy, need these, man. Jonesy is shake, making a shake. He needs to eat every yeah, three hours, man. He's bulking he's up. For his, he's jonesing for his uh, shake. And then he's like, oh, man, I'm going to show you how, I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to show you how to do something, whatever he says. And then he walks over to Isabella, and I guess he tries to hit on her. She blows him off pretty hard. That's pretty good. Well, because he, he does like, the whole, like, he rolls up his sleeves. Yeah, he's like, oh, I think it's hot in here. And she's like, we actually keep the lab below room temperature. That's why we wear the lab coats. And then, uh, and then she says he wears a t-shirt of a little boy. Oh, man. It's pretty good. Yeah, that's great. Mike and Chris have another little talk about who's in charge. I, I, I have a rule of wrist. If you have to keep telling the people that you're in charge of, that you're oh, in charge of them. You're not in charge of them. You are not in charge of anybody. Nope. <laughs> So Isabella calls them over to the camera feed. I guess she finally hacked the cameras. I don't know why the soil 
scientist sample person knows how to hack cameras, but hey, well, hey, you know, whatever. They show all four of them on camera. There's a little bit about how she's not surprised that they're bipedal. And then Jonesy says, well, that doesn't make any sense. And then Thorpe actually agrees with her that evolution is linear. Mm. And then it would make sense that they would become bipedal. That'd be cool. Yeah. Well, that's like how when everyone always asked, the like, uh, I think it was Bioware or like uh, in Star Wars, like how come all the aliens walk around on two feet? Well, that's the science. I'm not saying that the science agrees. Right, but that's the science. I like, like the evolutionary theory that everything would be bipedal. Right. Or that, close to it, yeah. Like the... I think is the the smarter and the bigger your brain gets, the more upright you become. I think that's the is it. Like that's I mean, the dolphins rule. are really really smart, but they're never gonna leave this planet. You know, no matter how smart they get, you know what I mean. Like they can't build things. Octopuses are supposed to be really really smart. Or uh, octopuses, octopi. I have no idea. Cephalopods. Cephalopods. They're supposed to be really smart. They could. I mean, they're basically all they could. They, but I, like I don't think like they have the disadvantage of not being on land. Yeah, so it's well, interesting because we won't let them. Well, besides that, so. <laughs> no, we do. We eventually let all sorts of species. No, no, no. That's never mind. <laughs> no, we kill them all, and then we got to go back in time to stop us from killing them all because some alien probe shows up that can only communicate with cephalopods. So was that Star Trek Four? Yes. Okay, good. But it was whales and not right, 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 octopi. right, right. octopi. We got a plan. Because the aliens are putting up a fence or some sort of barrier that has some blue plasma discharge or whatever to keep them in. The word dude is used a lot in this movie. And Mm -hmm. as a dudist myself, I wasn't offended. I just just noticed it. I I think that's like if if you do one of those word walls, you know what I'm talking about? All the the words that you say or type or whatever. I think dude would be the big one in the middle for old, old Chris here. I love it. Their plan is they are going to get Thorpe hard-lined into the analog lines, and then the rest of them are going to cover him while he tries to radio HQ. As everyone's leaving the room, a folder gets knocked over, and Thorpe picks it up, and he's like, hey, what's this? And Isabel's like, oh, you know, nothing. Oh. And then he's like, hey, this looks like uh, the language that I saw earlier. And she's like, yeah, I do soil samples, but in my spare time, I do... I think she says like language cryptography or something. The, that theoretical languages, I think is what she says. Yeah. Theoretical. In her spare time. Yeah, in her spare time. All right, uh, She and Thorpe kind of bond over that a little bit. And he and she mentions that their language might just, it might be more than words. Like it might be emotions, places, people kind of stuff. And that she hasn't figured out the through line to solve it. It's kind of cool. It's interesting. Now we're back in the, the lobby where... They are going to like use, I guess the they're gonna. <laughs> I don't know why the the phone system is in the lobby, like you know, uh, yeah, because they only have so I, many rooms they could film in, dude. right? So they're going to cut into the hard line, I guess, splice in so they can use the sat phone to call for backup. Jones is like, why are we bringing our guns if they can just block the bullets? And then um, <laughs> I think Mike says, well, you can just put your gun down and proceed without it if you want, man. Yeah, do what you want. Yeah. They get into the lobby. They don't see anything. Mike's like, yeah, man, this should be easy. Just two telephone wires. And then he opens up the phone system and there's a bunch of wires there. Chris and Mike argue even more, which causes there's an alien on the outside of the doors to put his hand on the door. I guess it senses them inside or hears them because they won't shut up. It uh, teleports inside. They try to shoot at it a little bit. It doesn't work. 
Jonesy runs over and like knocks it down. It drops its gun and they toss a grenade at the uh, alien, which explodes. No one gets hurt. The alien's gone. And then two more aliens teleport inside the room and don't do anything. Oh, every time they come in, they just like watch for a minute. Everyone decides to bug out. (laughs) Chris and Mike grab the sat phone and then one of the aliens chases them and gets a clean shot at the sat phone which causes it to explode, knock him over. And then while the phone is on the ground, we get a POV shot from this alien and we see the the blue vision. Apparently there's like a big green space now where the sat phone was and it's causing this alien some kind of distress. Yeah, interesting. I wonder why. Yeah, they get back to the, the uh, room that they were in, the, the, the dark lab with the uh, super important containment vault. They're down to 10% of their ammunition. The sat phone is broken. And then uh, Isabella says, why don't you use the alien weapon? And apparently they can't. Chris says it must have some alien DNA trigger or something. Yeah, he says there's something stupid like that. Like, I like, I felt like they were just like, yeah, this dumb plot device. (laughs) (laughs) They're kind of worried. They don't know what to do. And then Mike rallies them, essentially. He's like, yeah, man, there's four of them and there's four of us, but we got some they don't got a leader. And then they all turn to Chris, and then he stands up and says, uh, did you notice that when they shot the sat phone, that alien was in pain? And then and Mike's like, yeah, I saw that. Ooh. And then with with that tiny little bit of information, Thorpe and Isabella theorize immediately that they use electrolocation, which is different than echolocation. They are able to sense the elec- the electrical fields. Cool. Yeah, interesting. They come up with a plan. There's a generator that is right now the they're on backup power but they're going to turn the generator on full blast and apparently that's going to turn on all the electronic devices and cause some issues i guess there's a faraday suit that'll hide the electricity in one of their bodies and then chris says gather up all the electronic yes yeah electronic so they're gonna turn on the high voltage generator i guess to like up the annie because they're already because the lights and the elevator and everything else is working. I was confused. I don't know how electricity works. Apparently, you can increase <laughs> the amount of voltage and the power lines in a building by hitting a switch. That's a thing. I don't. I don't, know. I don't think that's a thing. Maybe well, in like a very special building where you have specialized equipment that require it. But uh, because when they eventually hit the switch, all the lights come on. And I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. The lights. Uh, what do you mean the lights came on? Or maybe like. <laughs> uh, uh, Upstairs wasn't powered, but it was powered because the doors open and shut and they plug a bunch of stuff in and then they hit a power switch. And, okay. All right. All right. I'm sorry. Well, no, it's fine because that's no, not no, even I the apologize. worst part. Uh, the worst part is when Jonesy throws some stupid fit about some stupid blender <laughs> and freaks out and causes everyone to just kind of stare at him a little bit. And they're like, all right, man. Uh, you could have the you blender. Can, you can have the blender. Which but I just want to point any- out is a war crime. What? He looted. He was trying to take that blender. That's looting. That is against well, the UCMJ. I don't know if it's a war crime. It feels like it should be. Well, he goes with this big thing about it and then puts it in the pile of things that they're going to plug in. So, pointless? Yes. Anyways, Mike is in the elevator. It opens up and there's an alien staring directly at him, but it can't see him. Uh, apparently, it's a T-Rex, and if you don't move, it can't see you. Okay, fair enough. All right. It does, however, punch the uh, speaker in the elevator, because I guess it didn't like the music. 
Fantastic. I have down here, like, is Jonesy going to complain about that too while he's making his protein shake? Probably. The rest of the team goes into some room, looks like a cafeteria, I guess, and starts stacking up all the electronics into a big pile. And they plug everything in, but I didn't see any power strips. So I don't know how one cable is going to turn it all on. You just didn't see the power strips, man. You're just not observant enough to to really fully appreciate this movie. I literally said I didn't see any power strips. (laughs) Right. I'm just saying that's a problem with you, not the movie. Uh, Probably. Mike gets into a room where he is confronted by the exact same alien. I guess it's been following him. Apparently he is making, well, he's since he's moving around, he's actually creating static electricity. Isabella tells him, you got to discharge it, but don't touch anything metal. So she says, don't touch anything metal. And then he immediately grabs a metal thing. Yeah. Well, there's also the whole bit where he's inside a Faraday suit. So he's inside a walking Faraday cage, but his radio is working. It's whatever. This is the part. This is the part where it it broke down for you. (laughs) No, I knew, I knew what I was getting into. Well, he runs off. (laughs) The trap is sprung. The aliens approach the uh, big pile of electronics. The Navy SEAL team just starts shooting, even though they haven't been able to do any harm. Yeah. They just shoot them anyway. And the aliens really just stand there and they're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. One of the aliens steps on, I guess, the the glass portion of the blender, which cause, it causes Jonesy, I guess, to see red and just go insane because he jumps over the counter and charges. Oh. <sighs> This alien, and it's, this is literally where I, I stopped the movie. Oh, uh, man. I, I stopped what I was doing. I leaned back on my couch, and I, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. But I soldiered on, no pun intended, and pressed play. He gets into a fist fight with this stupid alien because of this blender. Oh, yeah. But they're teleporting around, which is actually pretty cool. They're in another room. Then they're in a different room, and now they're, like, on top of the building, and then they're falling through the sky. But as he looks around, he sees, I guess, another, like something else, like buildings. But they're they're not buildings. I don't know. And then Mike finally gets into the generator room. Isabella tells him that he needs to get the keys off the wall. And he opens up this gigantic uh. cabinet of keys and then spends a couple minutes and probably several magazines of other people's ammo, you know, trying to unlock this uh, padlock. And then he eventually says, what am I doing? I'm a Navy SEAL. Uh, pulls out his gun and shoots the lock. Come on, man. It's Fair hilarious. Enough. I am a Navy SEAL. I do have a gun on me. You're right. Wait a minute. Aww. This is where I parked my car. He turns the generator on, which causes the aliens a great deal of pain. They all teleport out. Jonesy throws up on the ground. Yeah, Mike fair walks enough. in and sees the guys. <laughs> I just like that it was obviously protein shake that he threw up. <laughs> Consistency like that yeah. is what makes this movie uh, a gem. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's yes. what does it. <laughs> They're all standing around, and then one of the aliens teleports in and grabs Chris and then teleports out. He's sitting in, sitting on something, and there's a very bright light. He can't really see. He keeps asking them what they want, and they don't respond. Well, it's because they don't understand your language, bro. <laughs> <laughs> So we cut back to the dark lab. Mike wants to go after him. He's like, we, we gather every bullet we have and we go gun him down. Ew. This works so, so good so far. Well, Thorpe and Jonesy don't see it that way. Well, they don't see it Mike's way. Thorpe's, I'm sorry, Jonesy says, when I was getting teleported around, you know, I saw their city. It was beautiful. I don't think they want to fight. And then Thorpe says, well, maybe they want to negotiate. 
And then Jonesy mentions that the city was actually shaped like a seashell. Did you get that from the views of things he was seeing? I did notice it was like, because I think they were, when they, they weren't falling straight down. No. It looked like they were falling straight down, but they were like kind of spinning. Right, right. I'm going back to the sequence real quick. Well, so there's a shot while they're falling. In the back, there is a giant spiral that is constantly spinning, Mm. which just happens to look exactly like the Fibonacci sequence. Ooh. Which, do you know, did you know what the Fibonacci sequence was before you watched this? (laughs) Yes. This movie taught me nothing. Fair enough. I learned about the Fibonacci sequence from the Da Vinci Code. So, no, actually, I take that back. I learned about the Fibonacci sequence from a Disney movie called Donald Duck in Mathematic Land. Oh, tell it's me on more. YouTube. It's on YouTube. You can watch it. He just goes around and learns about math. Interesting. We should review that. <laughs> a mutant well, I've duck? I've already seen it. Oh, you've already seen it. No, I guess it's <laughs> yeah, disqualified. <laughs> so they figure out that that's the through line. As their language isn't linear, it is exponential. They type in some commands into their computer. The container opens. They open the doors and then head outside to confront the aliens. All four of them are standing out there. Mike is like, well, I don't think he actually says anything. I think he just sends Isabella out after making sure that his brother's cool. And then she walks behind this floating discovery, the object. And apparently it's a life pod or a cocoon of some kind. Yeah, cocoon. We should watch cocoon. (laughs) I don't even know what that is. Oh, yeah. All right. Mike wants to trade the alien in the pod for Chris. He tells them that, or they don't really respond or anything. And then eventually he tells everyone to put their weapons down, even though he still has a sidearm. I don't know if you saw it, but it's like sitting oh, in a holster he? on no, his I, head. No, I yeah. didn't catch that. Continuity air. We got oh, a continuity air here. Yeah, I don't think anyone cares. They put their weapons down. The aliens let go of Chris. They pull the little pod towards them. And then they take off their helmet. And we get a shot of what they look like underneath. They salute each other. And then they take, they get in their little invisible plane and fly off. Yeah. And then we are now at the Pentagon and they're in the Pentagon office coming up with their cover story, which idiots, because they're operating under the assumption this room isn't bugged. Come on. Right. You're in the Pentagon. (laughs) A man with a suit and a cane walks in, looks at both of them, looks at some papers, and then the movie ends. Yeah. Did you get the ending with the Pentagon? It could have ended without that. I don't understand what they were trying to do. No. <laughs> no, no, I have no idea. I have no idea the, the point of the ending of the movie. <laughs> One of my very many issues with this movie. <laughs> Which, again, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, this movie is bad because it... it, it the movie's bad because it doesn't make any sense. The movie's yeah. not bad because the acting is bad. The movie's not bad because the it doesn't have the budget. The movie's not bad because the effects aren't there. The movie's bad because nothing makes any sense. Why would brothers serve in the same unit? Why would the Navy SEAL team consisting of only four people go after a top secret military base that's being run by a black ops, you know, science unit? Why would America have a black ops science facility in Eastern Europe? Who knows? Why would the soil sample scientist also in her spare time happen to study theoretical languages and also be the only person who knows how to use? But you don't have hobbies? I mean, I do. But they don't. (laughs) You you don't know. You've never dabbled in theoretical languages? You know, not 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 recently. You Mm, know, in the 90s. In the 90s, yes, but not now. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You were 12. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, I, that's the problem with this movie. Is it just I'm done. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> so that is the plot. Any any closing thoughts, Chris? I didn't think so. I thought I've, that it was I've a good bad movie. I think of all the movies we've watched. I think this is the one that you watch when you need a laugh at just a, a B movie. It's not long. It's 88 minutes. You don't have to watch the credits. So it's like 85 minutes. It was a fun little bit. There's a lot to dislike about the movie. It is very deserving of its 2.6 on IMDb, but it is not singularity. It's not 3022. It's not angels fallen, whatever that was. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the movie was called Alien Warfare, Chris. Did you really expect anything better than what you got? Uh, let me ask you a question. I you Are you answering my question with a question? And that was me oh. answering your question with a question. You, you know what you means. asked. <laughs> what? It's 1979. Okay. Let's imagine for a second that you're 21, 22, 23. Sure. You have a date with your significant other. You're going to go to the movie theater. When you arrive at the movie theater, on the marquee is a movie called Alien. Sure. You decide that you want the hey, Alien. Cool. Yeah. It's called Alien. Yeah. That's probably a bad date movie. But yeah. But what I'm saying is, maybe you it, didn't I don't know. know. It, it might be good. If you didn't know anything about Alien, you can't. You, it's it's time for the it's time for the cliches. You can't judge a book by its cover. You can't just because the movie's called no, Alien Warfare doesn't no, mean it's going to be bad. No, you're wrong. Because here's the problem. <laughs> Pretend it's 2019. You're taking a girl on a date. You're whatever 2021. 20, I don't know how, how whatever ages you said. You go to the theater, and on the marquee there's a movie called Alien Warfare. Do you judge that movie that's by not its the, cover? No, that's that's not what I asked. I said that. No, you know no. what? Yes. Okay. In 1979, you, when the movie Alien doesn't exist yet, yeah, that's okay. That's a very straightforward, it's a one-word na- uh, name for the movie. Interesting. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. In a universe where well, how many... <laughs> 40 years later, a movie named Alien Warfare comes out. I don't trust that movie. Just because a movie has a bad title... You saw the cover of the glowing blue alien. Just because... <laughs> A movie has a bad name. I thought Alien was a great name for it. This is where I'm disagreeing with you, is I think that Alien's a good name for a movie, especially that movie. I don't know what else you would call it. Okay. But it's probably just ingrained in my head, so I can't think of Rip- anything. Ripley's Believe It or Not, because no one believes you it. Shut up. I'm just saying. Shut up. No, I, what I'm saying is that just because it was called Alien Warfare doesn't mean it was bad. I mean, we watched Battleship. Battleship's a good movie. Well, yes, but I knew what I was getting into with that movie. Battle Los Angeles. Because it was named and styled after a board game. It's not that just because a movie has a bad title doesn't mean it's bad. I didn't think Battle Los Angeles was a bad title. All right. Just, you're, just you're right. Just judging out. You're right. I can't just see the name of a movie and assume. I can, however, see the, uh, the title read the art, blurb, yeah. <laughs> see the title art, <laughs> and a poster, Whoa. the equivalent of a movie poster with the Netflix screenshot there, and go, oh, okay, versus <laughs> Alien. Are you comparing Alien versus Alien Warfare? You idiot. Oh, my goodness. You're trying to trap me. <laughs> trying to trap me. Who says no? <laughs> oh, man. Look, I don't got anything else for today. I'm, that's, that'll about do it for me, Chris. All right. Well, if you want to reach out and tell us how wrong we are about Alien no, Warfare. No, tell us which one of us either, is right. <laughs> yeah, either side, whichever one that is. Feel free to email us at scififiseguys at gmail.com. Give us uh, suggestions. I still have yet to see any fan art of Kyle from the order. So 
you guys need to hurry up and get on that. We also have a Twitter at B underscore roll. We announce all of our uh, episode drops. We also provide you with sneak previews of stuff that we'll be doing in the episodes. And then we also have a Facebook group. If you, for whatever reason, are still using Facebook, the B-Roll podcast group. You can request to join and eventually I'll log into Facebook and notice that you're there and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll accept the invite or I'll accept your request. Yeah. Which, whichever it is. And uh, do you want to tell us about our Patreon? I don't. I don't think okay. we earned it today. Well, I think we earned it. I don't think <laughs> Alien Warfare deserves it. Uh, no. So we do have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash B underscore roll. If you liked what you heard and you want to support us financially, we appreciate it. Any contributions made there go right into the cost of hosting, producing the podcast, whether that's software and whatnot. We appreciate it. We understand if you can't. I know I couldn't if I wanted to, so I understand. But we do appreciate if you just, you know, give us a follow, subscribe, give us that five-star review, whatever you got to do on your podcast platform of choice to show your support. We appreciate it. We want to thank everyone for listening. And just remember that it's a, and if you're listening to this in 2020, I understand it's a rough year. I haven't had the best one myself, but if you're listening in the future, uh, 2020 was bad for lots of reasons, but just know that, you know, it's stressful. You got to keep together. Your mental health is important. I want you guys to stay hydrated and listen to this podcast. Take care. Thanks, Bye. guys. Bye. Do you want to get the show on the road, I guess? Do you want to do our podcast? Oh, we have a podcast? <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah, oh, absolutely, dang. man. Awesome. Wait, wait a minute. Let's this do it. This is where I parked my car. <laughs> uh...